0: Go Bailey Ladders, our sponsors on Fox League Live. What are you laughing at, Mick
1: Ennis? You went a
0: little early, Dan. Take uh, not for
1: the first time <laughs> in my life. Yes. <laughs>
0: I started talking fifteen seconds before we came back on air. Some of your best work.
1: <laughs> I thought so. <this> it <laughs> was the best bit of the afternoon. <laughs> um, the
0: twenty sixteen Grand Final mm. is it an obvious question. Is it the best moment of your career?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Because um, you did play for New yeah. South Wales. Yeah, no, by far and away. It's something I dreamed of as as a young boy. I remember my dad driving me down the freeway. Um, Yeah, me and my brother at the 96, 97 grand final. We were there for the 95 and we were manly supporters. So um, I remember being there um, in 95 and just that was when the dream really started, you know, and then when I... Although I was a manly supporter, seeing Paul Harrigan bring the trophy back to Newcastle and seeing what that did for the community, mm-hmm. even though they were one of their biggest rivals at the time and who manly had been defeated by, there was just something really unique about that that literally fused for me. Um, you know, to want to get there and be on that stage and, yeah. Because 14, you had a broken foot, didn't you? Oh six, 6 I missed with an ACL when Brisbane won it. Yeah. And I was there. Um, 12, 12 we lost. 12, we lost to Melbourne, and it was a hell of a game. Um, it was a good game. But the, the pain was horrific. Um, I mean, as you know, block, yeah. it wasn't a grand if final. You, yeah, you just, think
0: you're going to get another chance. You
1: just Well, that's it. You just don't know. You just don't know if you're ever going to get back there. 14, broke my foot in the prelim um, against Penrith to go on and play South Sydney. You missed that, which would been my final game for the Dogs, which hurt even more because... I love that club, um, and given the pain we had in twelve, I would have loved to have beaten South Sydney that night. Um, you now and, and turn that around as captain, and going to Cronulla, I, I was so hopeful. You know, I was so comfortable in the in the squad that we had, that we were capable of doing things. Um, but you just don't know if you're being too optimistic, mm. um, because it takes so much to get there, and that they were coming off the back of a wooden spoon, so. I didn't know if I was just yeah being optimistic and being naive, but I knew we were a shot. And um, in sixteen, in fifteen, we put so many good things in place. In sixteen, I knew we were, I was in a side that had the, the chance to win a comp.
0: Well, you talked about twenty fourteen broken foot. You missed a grand final. You almost missed twenty sixteen, didn't you? Because of a shoulder charge.
1: Yeah, I was I was bloody lucky to be honest. I mean, um, I, I tackled Blake Green. We went down to Melbourne for the. Um, minor premiership game to a packed Amy Park. This is the highest
0: rating game in Fox Sports history. I remember the build-up to this game.
1: Yeah, and and, and we'd beaten them earlier in the season and they physically and verbally bashed us that night Mm. in every which way. Um... And, yeah, I did. I, I thought I was in big trouble. I didn't sleep at all that night. I, I didn't sleep at all. Base points for, for a shoulder charge is 200 points, which means that if we, we, we obviously lost that game, which meant we had to go to Canberra and play, um, mm. and the chance of beating them, they'd won 10 or 11 in a row. Yeah. And then if we lose that, You're then in we we play we're in sudden death. You can't so there's play. a chance I may never play again.
0: After you watch that and they go through the video, <laughs> what's your defence?
1: Uh, knowing the shoulder charge are out. Separation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I tried to wrap my arms, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was lucky. Very, very lucky. Um, but after that... So we, you went to the judiciary and fought, did you? No, I, I, I didn't get charged. But they, you didn't they, get charged at all? Well, they changed the rule after because of the separation. Oh, you were the catalyst. Hmm. Yeah. Jack White and I think flattened um, Keith Galloway maybe the next day. So he took a little bit of heat off me. Yeah. Um, Long story short, we go to Canberra. We get we get through, um, so Canberra on this wonderful run um, where they'd won 10 or 11 in a row, they were flying, uh, and we were would we have been smashed down in Melbourne uh, physically, verbally, as I said. And we sat in the change rooms at Amy Park, and Gal, very much a, a leader of what he, you know, by actions, doesn't mm. say a lot. And, and we sat next to each other, and for five minutes it was just silence. And he turned to me as he took off his boots and picked up his towel and went to walk the sheds, and he says, I hope we get to play those pricks again. And I said, mate, so do I. And that was enough. And from that moment, um, something just started to build inside us because we'd really been put in our place. We'd had such a good run where we'd won 15 or 16 in a row and really fallen off a cliff. And just that was that moment where I think we started to realise we couldn't waste what we'd built. Mm. feel like you got bullied. That wasn't going to happen again. And that was exactly right. And we had some blokes like Lewis and Gallon and Graham and Pryor and enough. feeder and those blokes that were, were tough hombres that were ready to rock and roll with the best. And Melbourne give it to us that night. And so anyway, we get through a really good week of training. We're in the gym on Wednesday. We're going to Canberra on a Friday night to play in a game that we knew was sold out. The Raiders faithful were going berserk. Um, they'd earned that, that right for that home final. Gal does his back in the, in the gym. He's got an old disc problem, flares up, can't walk, can't walk. We come in for captain's run on the Thursday. He's almost in a wheelchair, like literally cannot walk. In Emotional, in tears. Boys, I can't come. I can't, I can't play. So Wade takes us down there as captain. First two minutes, uh, sorry, the, the minute we walk out to warm up, Maloney, myself, Fafita, Barber, you name it, copped an absolute barrage <laughs> from and the abuse. support. Yeah. Oh, relentless. And we just walked into this hostile environment. Almost, if you look at that Cronulla side, it was where we, where we thrived. It was where we played our best, you know. And all week it had been about trying to eliminate Canberra's start. And sure enough, here we go, Canberra out to a 10 or 12-point lead in the space of 10 minutes. Oh, and, that's right. And they were going berserk. Hodgson was flying. Rapiner around a length of the field, and this play on the stroke of half time right, in con- the whole context of the game, he was unbelievable in the finals. Pryor. that game was the, one of the greatest front row performances yeah. I've, I've ever seen mm. for, from Matt Pryor. And and I said to the boys when, when Wade got knocked out, with Kurt Capel came over the field for him. What a lay! Here's the clap? <laughs> we, we were we were behind the try line. In Canberra, and I and I remember saying, Steve Price, our trainer, come out, and he said, "Mate, Wade's not coming back." Um, he goes, "You're going to have to captain the boys." I said, "Yeah, yeah, sweet, no worries." And I remember just saying to the boys, it was dead silent. The the, the place was in shell shock. Um, you know, Jimmy Maloney was talking about how to get us back on track. You know, Luke Lewis was saying what he needed to say. And I just all I said to him was, "Boys, we can go up this highway with all the excuses in the world, but what we built here this year." I know that this isn't a side that relies on excuses. Now, you work out which footy side you want to be. In. And and I turned my back and I thought, oh, shit, what have I said? You know, and it was Andrew <laughs> Fafita, Matt Pryor, and Ricky the, the, the Rick hadn't said two words all year mm. that said, we're coming with you. And that next kickoff, Matt Pryor leveled. I can't remember who it was. He come out of the line leveled. And mm. from that moment on... As Chains I said, it was one of the greatest front row performances you've seen mm. and one of the greatest wins I've ever been involved in, in the sense of, with, with everything at stake and everything I've just explained, and we went up that highway full of confidence. We had the week off. Gal was fine. Um, Wade Graham obviously come back from his concussion. The Broncos and Cowboys went into Golden Point. That was the night I think first to come up with the flick pass back on the inside in Golden Point. Yes. And so that was – in, I think that was in Townsville uh, in treacherous conditions. Um, so we were sitting there just praying that that Golden Point game went as long as possible. <laughs> they come down and they'd done a job on us in 15. They beat us 38-39-0 in that second week of the semi-finals in Townsville. <laughs> yep. And so that- the motivation was we were playing for a shot in a grand final. We needed no motivation knowing who they had in their side and the respect that we had for those players, But, but – yeah, there were blokes in our side that were hurt and really bad mm. from their performance 12 months ago that were dying for this opportunity. But yeah. their tank was empty too. But we went after them. We we, we, we went after them. Yeah, Maloney had a night out, but physically, the opening five to ten minutes, our, our rodheads kick chase of Bird, um, Lewis uh, in particular, just bashed and got stuck into their back three. I think Caelan Ponga came onto the wing. I think Lachlan Coote was back there. Um, and from there on we just really clicked into our gear and a huge night for Chad Townsend because he, if you remember rightly yeah, he, he, got, was, he got he got yeah, down, he got been pulled down Hooked um booked against yeah. Canberra and well Jack Bird moved into the 5-8 position and, and Maloney went to half yeah in that game against and and he had a stormer Chad and it was the best thing that could have happened and then
0: I remember sterlo had a chat with Chad on the field on in Canberra yeah, and that seemed
1: to have a nice impact on Chad as well. It was one of the most unique experiences of my life that that day, because I'm so I was so methodical with my routine, um, and it was it was that day that it really sunk in that my career was coming to could possibly turn in, in yeah. the prelim. That was the first moment where I thought I'd start to put the boots in the bag, put the mouth guard in, the headgear in. I was like, this might be the last mm. time that I did that, and and it's funny because. It it was in the afternoon that it really hit home. And I know I've told you this story before, Block. But mm,
0: I love this story. So,
1: so my eldest boy, I was lucky enough, you know, like my kids got to see a lot of my career. But my eldest boy, I had him when I was 22. And he'd been with, you know, through through everything. He'd seen me play Origins. He'd seen me play Grand Finals. And he'd seen me play, you know, like hundreds of games. Um, but I'd never won anything, then. mm you know, I'd mm-hmm. won things as a kid, but at that elite level, I'd never won anything, and all I wanted my son and, and all my kids to see was me be a winner. And he's about, what, 11, 12 by then? Yeah. yeah. And so game day comes around, and I always pack my bag the night before. I pack, pack my bag, and I and I put it, you know, at the front door so that I knew game day there was nothing to worry about. I could just relax. Grab
0: the bag, put it in the back, and away you go. Yep.
1: Anyway, I, game time comes. I'm ready to get into the Luke's Club at Cronulla. I couldn't find my bag. And so I'm saying goodbye to my kids and said goodbye to my wife Simone. And then she, I couldn't find Jack, my um, oldest boy. And I said, "Where's Jack? Where's Jack?" She said, "You might want to, you might want to have a look out the front." <clears throat> and so I walked out the front. It's <laughs> hard not to get emotional. Um, and I was, here he is sitting on the um, the front step. And um, he said, "All he said to me, I said, are you all right, buddy?'" And he goes, "Yeah." And he was in all his chronology gear. <clears throat> he said, "Don't let tonight be the last night, Dad." <clears throat>
0: Yeah, it's good, isn't
1: it? Um, How could you not, Luke? Eh?
0: How could you not win after that?
1: Yeah, and it, it was probably one of the most special moments of my life. Um, and you know, having them run on the field, grand final night, um, when that siren went, was was incredible. Hang, hang on, back to your boy. So when he does, when he says that,
0: and you're getting emotional, but what's going through your mind? Are you thinking, I can't let him down?
1: Are you thinking? Absolutely. Um, uh, shit.
0: Well, uh, well, all that, this will well, affect
1: him forever if I don't well, win. What well, do you, all that fear inside me came f- straight to the forefront because everything he was thinking, he, was I, thinking so. he, he wanted us to win. Yeah. But but me inside was thinking, he needs me to win because he hasn't seen me win, mm. you know? And, and I just wanted it so bad. I, you know, I saw all those players over the years on grand final nights where their kids run out and... Um, and and, Karen, sh- and share that moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, they share that moment. And I would never had the opportunity to do that. I stood in pain in 2012. Um, but, you know, when you pull into ANZ Stadium Grand Final or any big night, Origin, you, you come down in, in, a, in, a, in the bus and you go into this concrete jungle below the stadium. Yeah. You guys know that. But for, for a lot of fans, they haven't seen that. Yeah. And you can't hear anything. No. You know, it's so quiet. We came down that night. And as the bus door opened, I was sitting in the front seat with Luke Lewis and Jack Bird got off with us and so did James Maloney. And all you could hear when the security guard opens the door, the Channel 9 cameras are there, right in your face as you get off the bus. They opened the door and this sea of noise came. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit, there's a lot of shark supporters here. Yeah. And it was at that moment that it really hit us. And I remember... Um, after the game at the leagues club, you know, in the early hours of the morning, I finally got to sit with my wife, and she said, You should have heard the noise when you got off the. <laughs> wow. And I said, I heard it. And she said, The stadium was unbelievable, yeah. you know. And then we came out and, and and turned in one of the best 40 minutes as you could. You, you, when you play Melbourne, you, you cannot beat yourself. You just cannot. And we were almost perfect. I think we completed, you know, something like 18 of 19 sets and physically bashed them.
0: Mick, would it would it be fair to say that a lot of sides, when they played against Melbourne, sort of got a little bit intimidated by
1: oh, them? absolutely. So
0: what was the change from when they flogged you down in Melbourne to grand final day in in the mentality of the Sharks?
1: I think exactly that. We were embarrassed. Yeah. We were embarrassed that they, they had put on a show and we were at our expense. And we knew that these, you know, you had got guys like Luke Lewis and Chris Hyington that won premierships in their opening year, you know, like a, as kids and hadn't tasted it for 13, 14 years. You had, had Paul Gallen who had achieved everything in the game, had won every award in the game, but never let his side do a grand final, mm. you know, and, and we just weren't going to, we weren't going to let that. And I know it's easy to say in hindsight, Melbourne were terrific that night. And they were in front at late like in the second half. Well, no, it went down right down the and, wire and too. I've got to
0: be honest, well, you're probably thinking the same thing. Cooper like, passes. Once, once Melbourne hit the front and we're going down the home straight in a big game, you would just assume...
1: They don't get run down. They, they're, they're going to win. win. When I said we bashed them in the first half, I cut myself off by saying we were only eight points in front yeah. and it was never going to be enough. Yeah. And so we started to take shortcuts trying to find a cheap try to finish put them away. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in doing so, we allowed him back in the contest, mm. and that was that was the moment that when Chambers scored, that was the conversation: why, with a lot of explosives, have we all of a sudden got turned into a side did. that we weren't in the opening forty minutes? We need to go through these bastards. That's that we if we're going to go anywhere, we've got to kick the front door down. We've got to go through the middle, mm. and Fafita went through the middle, and, and that <laughs> moment, and I so spoken about of it. One of the great grand final tries that. That no one else in the competition. No one could scores score that. it. No, yeah. you're right. No one in the modern game could score other no than way. Andrew Feta. And me, I got out a dummy half and, and I showed underneath and I'd, already, I'd, I'd winked at Fafita because I knew Cameron Munster was in the line who was playing fullback. Yeah, and we'd spoken about him being in the line. Yeah, you know? Steamrolling. And I thought if I can get him one-on-one with, with Munster here, he's a chance. And so I show underneath, I think underneath the gallon. And in this moment, that, that, that moment there, Dan, slow that down. Frame by frame, and that's what it looked like to me. He's
0: got hmm. four blokes in oh, moment, Like a
1: car crash. You that that moment in slow me motion. was his ball sitting in his wrist. Yeah. And, like that, yeah. and it slowly just went over like that. Yeah. And then I went, holy shit, that's he's gonna line. He's going to score. Yeah. To, he's just scored. And I knew that in that moment, Like I I mean, you can look at the end of the game. Who's he run over here? There's it's Munster, Munster first. Yeah, but Dale Finucane. Dale Finucane, Finuc- who
0: does not get run over.
1: Look, at there's there's five defenders there. There's five defenders there. It was one of the great, you know, I I believe it was, you know, and I may be biased, people at home going Well, people put George Burgess'
0: try up there, but Fafita had the task of turning his body around and getting it down as well. But that's five blokes hanging on to you to score. That that power and the strength to get his arm around and slam the footy down is unbelievable.
1: The dying moments felt like an... (laughs) (laughs) The dying moment. Even when Townsend kicks that ball into touch and they pack that scrum... Not for one minute did we think we'd won that game. I don't think anyone in our side felt comfortable that we'd won that game. And I think you saw that in the response, that when they made that break down that Mm -hmm. right side, that just watch the scramble here, because we had practised and practised and practised this all season, our scramble defence and turning up for one another. It was something that that Flanagan and Steve Price, our defensive coach, just rode us like mules. And look at at the sea of blue coming. And now they come back the other way. Watch it come back the other way. Smith fades to kick there. And then all of a sudden they start heading to the right, and it, it, was, it was incredible, um, and even on the back of Vunavalu's shove there, uh, <laughs> who cares, mate? It was the yeah. it was the yeah. best feeling ever. Like I, I looked up at the clock and went, oh my god, three zero of one, and it was just, Fantastic. yeah, Cronulla, This is Cronulla. This was Cronulla. They had no idea how to win a premiership, that they had no, no idea when we got back to the Leagues club. Had right? had a, had a, they had, had this to line it. out the front of people trying to get in. They thought they'd blocked off the club. And what they'd done, this auditorium full of people and a DJ going berserk, all the members that had been there watching the game. And next door to that is the players' family area that they'd given us all wristbands to. Yeah. Now, what they didn't know was that the main gates, they'd stacked it with seven security guards from the members' door in between the players' and partners' area and all the sponsors'. There's two doors in the middle of the auditorium Just and it became open yeah. slather. <laughs> it was open slather within 15 minutes. Mate, it was, one of the, it was one of the great nights. One of the great nights.
0: Beautifully told, Mick. You've told me that once before on, on the radio and it never gets old. It's, um, it's a great story. It is a fantastic Especially
1: story. about the young fella.
0: Yeah, it gets me too. I know uh, very quickly, I know we've got to go to a break, but um, I know you love Cronulla and everything it stands for.